Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today's episode is with Joe Hayes. So Joe has hit the 1 million mark in just 15 months of selling on Amazon. Pretty incredible. It's just an amazing feat, but Joe's story is awesome because he was able to quit his job. I love bringing to you guys stories of people that are doing this full-time. He's been able to quit his full-time job by because of this business. And I learned so much because the he's selling shoes and I heard about two new platforms I've never even heard of, didn't even know existed. But what's cool about this guys is that, you know, he's kind of found his niche. I feel like most sellers I talk to, they'll start like at one place or they'll, they'll start really wide and they'll find their niche in one place, in one type of uh, category. Like in our legends group, we have a lot of grocery sellers. That's their thing. They're just really good at groceries. We have people that are building a private label brand and they just focus on that. We have people that are built, focused on wholesale. Well, Joe has found his home with shoes. He's tried the, the replens model and he was uh, selling um, uh, canning tops during COVID and traveling all over the state of Texas, trying to find uh, these uh, tops for the jars and did really well with that, but then just decided that's not the type of business he wanted to have. So he and his business partner decided just to focus in on shoes and he's done an amazing job. And what I also love about it is that all his eggs are not in the Amazon, Amazon basket. He's got two other platforms that he sells on a lot and this is just a cool story. Uh, I, I love it. I love bringing to you people who are doing different things and especially something I've never heard of. I love it. I've been around this business a long time and I've not heard of these two platforms. So you'll learn about those and just about how Joe was able to scale up to over a million dollars in 15 months. Pretty amazing. Here's my interview with Joe. Joe, welcome to Streams of Income, man. Thank you so much for being on with me. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I love this. I love that. Uh, so audience members listening to this, uh, his sister is my son's preschool teacher and Callan loves your sister. So um, he's, she's been a huge blessing to our lives because Callan just learned a ton from her and Miss Emily. So <laughs> here. Yeah, it's awesome. But tell me, I want to hear about your story, your journey. Um, we're super informal on this podcast. I just want to hear how you got into what you're doing and just tell me your entrepreneurial business sure. journey. I'll uh, take you back about three, three years. We moved, my wife and I moved back to the United States February of 2019. Okay. And, um, I, I still had a full-time job at, at that point and was, was working in Colorado. Uh-huh. My, my wife is Thai. Okay. And so as I was working my day job, my wife was trying to, she is all has always been an entrepreneur uh -huh. ever since she was younger. As soon as she graduated, she never wanted to go work for anybody. She had set up her own uh, drink, like Thai drink stands, oh coffee, Thai yeah. teas, and uh, she um, had had that for a while. And then she opened up a meatball Thai meatball stand. Um, this was back in Thailand. Is back in Thailand. Wow. Just, so that's hey, that's why my son now knows how to count one to ten in Thai, right? Because your sister's teaching him. That's right. That's, so we were I was born and raised in Thailand. Ginger, okay. Ginger, I think Ginger was 
my parents moved there when maybe she was one or two years old. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a missionary kid. My parents were in Thailand for, for 33 years. Wow. Um, yep. And so, but to give you that context of my wife, Chip, and, and what she was doing is when, when we moved back to the States or moved to the States her first time, she had, I had recommended, you know, maybe she should get into a Thai restaurant mm-hmm. or just do, do something basic like that, that yeah. most Thai people would would want to do and she, yeah. she no desire no to, way to go work for anybody else and uh, so she just i mean to give you more details ho- hopefully no law enforcement or anything coming can pick us pick us apart two three years later but i was actually on a trip in thailand huh? a work trip and at that point she still had she had an international license uh-huh and but had never driven in, in the states and so i had told her i don't want you to drive and uh-huh. we hired we hired a young kid who was i think between school just graduated high school and was in between semesters in college okay to drive her up to um the outlets in in the denver area and that lasted for about two days and she said eh, it's just he doesn't seem like he's enjoying it. And then she, she just kind of qu- went quiet. Didn't really tell me what she was doing. Well, I come back about, I think it was about a, almost a two week trip. Come back to find out she just jumped in the car and was driving up to Denver every single day. Oh, you were at work <laughs> while, while I was in Thailand. Oh, you were in Thailand. <laughs> and so, you know, never driven the United States you know, oh my gosh. from Colorado Springs all the way to Denver. That's a trip. With, wow. with all the construction and everything going on in the I-25 corridor and all that. And uh, she, she's just determined that she was going to do it on her own. So, and it was probably better. I didn't find out until I got back to the United States. Right. But, but that's what led leads into me and where, where I got started is. So once I got back, I started taking her to the outlet malls when I could. Mm-hmm. And when she got comfortable enough to to drive on her own, um, she started doing that every day on her own. But in the evenings after work or on the weekends, I I would still take her up to, there's about, I want to say three outlets in the Denver area. Mm -hmm. And I I couldn't just sit in a coach store, MK or Kate Spade store. It was pretty boring. So I, I met where I was talking to a friend of mine in Wisconsin who had, I knew had been selling on eBay for probably about 10 years. And I knew he had been flipping shoes okay. on eBay and a couple other platforms. So I, there was a couple Nike and Adidas outlets at the different outlets. So uh-huh. I just asked him, Hey, where do I need to start? How do I start? And he walked me through this process step-by-step uh-huh. and that's when you know, it took me a while. I was still a little bit hesitant and scared to buy anything. And I think my first sale, I, it was about four days after that initial purchase. I, wow. I only made about $10 maybe, but, but that's what got me hooked. Yes. That first sale. I always remember that first sale. This, this really works. And, and that was on eBay. And that, no. So okay. my first sale was on a platform called StockX. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I believe you, StockX nowadays, you can price it. shoes, purses, watches, okay. trading cards, game okay. cards. 
Um, but I started with shoes mm-hmm. and, you know, after that first sale, sale, I got more comfortable and a little bit more greedy and started, started going a little bit deeper and right. deeper. And at that time, the Adidas ultra boost, uh, was, was doing really well. So cleared out the shelves there and, wow. and was doing really started really well. I mean, within, within a month's time and, uh, started looking at the profits you know i could make and I was, this is this is interesting yeah <laughs> is, well kind of what on those uh, on those shoes how much were you making profit on those uh, i wasn't accepting anything less than 25 um dollars per, yeah. per pair yeah um, and i was buying them anywhere from 50 to 100 mm. um, margin fl- fluctuated a little bit, but I was, I was happy with, with my full time. Yeah. So on that platform, you got the order and you'd had to ship it to your customer. No. So on, on that platform, you ship it directly to uh, StockX. Okay. They authenticate the shoe to make sure it's not a replica. Oh, nice. And then from there, they, so they have a fulfillment by Amazon type of program program where it's great because actually once they pass it through as a an authentic nike or adidas uh-huh there is no returns and oh, there's that's awesome for the seller <laughs> for the seller for the yes. seller and then and there's no communication with the the buyer also between the buyer and the seller it's and that platform still going right now that, yes, it's it's still going. It's actually actually it's in it's in the news quite heavily over the last couple of days because Nike is suing StockX, claiming okay. that they've sold some fakes. And there's uh, StockX has created some NFTs of okay. Nike shoes yeah. that they're selling on their platform, and so Nike was suing them for oh selling goodness. these Nike. Do you still NFTs. sell on that platform? Yes. So okay. I, I I still sell to this day. So I I mean to this I'm sure we'll get. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just, this is where I talk about like, who knows what direction the, the interview is going to go. Cause now I'm like, Ooh, StockX, what's that? Cause now other people are going to be like, Hey, I want to learn about that platform too, but go keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, every, so every morning I, when I go to the outlets, I always take about 15 to 30 minutes initially to look for shoes for eBay, StockX and another platform called goat, okay. which is very similar to, uh, to StockX. Uh-huh. And that's more of where your hype shoes are expensive Air Jordans, Adidas Yeezys, yeah, you know, those, those kind of higher end um, mm-hmm. signature shoes are, are sold. So that's that's what I spend about the first thirty minutes every every morning doing that. Yeah. And so yes, I I still sell on all three platforms, and I've really grown uh, my eBay over the last six months for its. I'm doing the best I've ever done on eBay. So. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. So when did you, um, so you were started on stock. When did you get into Amazon? So I didn't get into Amazon until the fall, uh, the su- end of the summer, 2020. Okay. Um, and so what happened during those drives between Colorado Springs and, and Denver, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Uh-huh. And uh, I've, I've always been interested in getting on Amazon. Uh, my bi- current business partner uh, specific to Amazon uh, has been in the private label space for many years and had told me about private label and seeing if I was interested in it back when I was living in Thailand. I just, I never ended up, I took a few courses, never ended up pulling the plug and sure. starting. But uh, when we got back here, I started 
you know, as I was already telling you, flipping shoes on those different platforms, I was thinking, man, I, I bet Amazon, it would be more scalable mm-hmm. and we could do something even larger, larger volumes with, with the products that we're finding in the, yeah. uh, in the outlets. So I came across, um, I think it was an, ep- I forget what episode it was, but with, uh, Jimmy Smith and, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Cochran talking about replans. Yeah. And I sent it to my business partner, Matt, and I said, hey, you got to check this out. And he's always been interested in different ideas. And like I said, he was already selling on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we had talked about potentially going into business together back then. And I said, this might be a good start for us. Uh And then that was the fall of uh, 2019. Okay. So Come December 2020, um, I, I resigned from my full-time job wow. and, and chose DFW as uh, our next destination uh-huh. because my, my sister and my parents live in Roanoke, Texas. Oh, yeah. And, and with I'd done research, it was either between Phoenix, Arizona or Dallas with, mm-hmm. with all the uh, outlets and discount stores i felt like chose this location because of of a lot big reason was because of the outlet stores yeah (laughs) that's awesome we had come come down to do a a trip just to make sure and especially because back then my wife was doing really really well with with coach Uh and uh and so we wanted a, a good location for her with you know there were i think there's three three out coach outlets and so DFW was one of those locations that had the most, and we had understood that, and just by visiting them, that their rules were a little bit um, more friendly to uh-huh. resellers as far as allowing us her to buy a little bit more volume than they were up in Colorado. Wow. So we, we figured with our family living here, with yeah. all the outlets and discount stores, this, this would be <laughs> a great landing spot for us. That's awesome. One of the other issues was the the weather in Colorado was just, I think the last year we lived there, there was an eight inch snowstorm and on May, I want to say it was May 20th. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, we fine. But what happens there in Colorado Springs is they close off the I-25 corridor up to, to Denver. When you can't get to the outlets, you can't get to the outlets. We only lived there for, it was one full year and uh-huh. just in a year time, my wife lost two weeks of work mm. because they had closed down I-25. And so, you know, we knew that wasn't going to be a, a good option if we were both going full time in, into this. And so I guess backtrack a little bit. We, I sent that podcast to, to Matt and mm-hmm. we had, and then I had told him about moving down here. And so we had agreed to, start the uh operations together i think it was the end of february and then what was that 10 days later uh-huh. the world ends yes <laughs> and so then this was six i think it was six weeks after i just quit my um well a, a little bit more but i guess six I just remember it being about six weeks to two months from when I resigned to all of a sudden realizing what am I going to do? I lost, I'm not making a full-time income and I can right. no longer go to outlet malls. What, 
what am I doing with my life? Mm. <laughs> and it was, what was it? A good, I think a month and a half or so in Texas. Yes. yes. They were closed down. So Man. it was, it was a little scary, but Probably a lot of time on your knees then <laughs> praying Lord help me. I, I started flipping used shoes. I would buy used sneakers on eBay, Poshmark, Macari, mm-hmm. up a little bit and uh, flip them back on those same. Uh, That's awesome. During, during that two month period while we were yeah. waiting for the outlets to open. Yeah. And, but all that to say, because we hadn't started our Amazon business, we had just, you know, agreed to the terms and everything we were, how we were going to split everything up about, as far as I was going to do the shopping there, his family was going to do the prepping and shipping. Mm-hmm. It never gotten started. And so we just, we held off. We didn't, not knowing that at that time people were doing volume on so many different essential mm-hmm. items, mm-hmm. but not knowing what we know today, that's, it is what it is. Yeah. And we ended up not starting until the, I think it was the end of, we started shopping about the end of July and then mm-hmm. our first shipment was in August mm-hmm. and we just did not, I did not like um, shopping in grocery stores looking yes. for things. And yeah. Even just, I know you can do, there's many categories. Oh, sure. just, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. Um, I, I knew I, I wanted to do shoes and, and sports apparel. Yeah. We just were, we were still gated at that time. Okay. And we didn't know that what well, we know today that maybe it's a little bit easier to get ungated than we had thought. And we, we just figured, let's just do this for a while. We'll keep doing the replen thing. And eventually Amazon will ungate, you know, auto ungate us. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it was October. And I was impatient. We had taken a trip down to College Stations, at, at the, and I don't mind sharing because if the people are still selling them, uh, please do. But we had hit it big on canning lids. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So we were we were hitting <laughs> all, all these Podon Dollar Generals around. Uh, That's awesome. All the way. I'd I'd gone all the way down to the San Antonio area. Wow. At one point picking up all these canning lids and it was just, and that, that was great. You, you know, you get the endorphin high of, yes. of finding all this and you know, it's going to sell well and it's flying off the shelf. But uh-huh. I did, as we were driving black back from college station, I just told my partners that I, I can't, can't I do this anymore. I can't continue looking for silly lids and things and dollar generals and, and grocery stores. Yeah. I, I know it works. And I, I know many people who have a huge, and successful business doing it. It's just for, for us. And he agreed, you know, for us, we just needed to find a niche or a space that we really enjoyed yes. uh, because it's, it's hard work. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. So we, we decided then on that trip back, let's just figure out how to get ungated in these major sports mm. and, and shoe brands. And so we, we put our Amazon, business on hold and so we don't we did it august september october put it on hold and then we finally got ungated in about six or seven brands and it was about the last week in december i think mm-hmm. middle of december yeah and, and then that's kind of where the journey 
That's awesome. I, I, I feel like uh, that's a lot of Amazon sellers kind of, they try a bunch of different stuff and then just kind of figure out their niche as they go. Um, mm -hmm. It just kind of takes jumping in there, trying one, eh, no, this is not my thing. No, not my thing. This right here is my thing. I want to do this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how we got started in shoes and sports apparel. And that's primarily all you sell on Amazon right now. That's current. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we still have a few replans. You know, we uh -huh. we focus on okay. uh, regularly. I shop about four outlet malls in the DFW area uh -huh. and one sports and outdoors store that's a, a national chain, and then another uh, national chain that sells all sorts of products. Yeah, that's but, awesome. And you're still uh, selling those other places, StockX and Goat. Yes, and then for that's my own personal business is okay. eBay, StockX and Goat and yeah. Amazon is, is the partnership. If you could have, um, so like as a percentage, let's say, um, you know, Amazon is what percentage of your, your, I know that you with Amazon, you're with your, in your, with your partner. Um, how much does the Goat and StockX, the other platforms come in play into your, your personal total income compared to Amazon? That's why I'm still doing it. Is uh -huh. to, I, I rely on the that the profits from eBay, StockX, and Goat uh, just to pay the bills right now. While That's we're awesome, so it covers all that covers your bills. All that covers. That's yeah, awesome. What I sell on those three platforms, wow. and that is that is, that pays. That is pretty. Is it close to what you were making in your other job? Still not. Uh, well, the last two months were actually exceeded it that's um, but, awesome but if you average it out it it still didn't so i mean there's there's highs and lows and then it it all depends on to how much well, number one how much product is in in store and uh -huh. how much time i allot to those yeah. other uh, websites whereas last year i was fully dedicated on just growing our amazon business just yeah. went, went all in and and really lived on a lot of savings yeah um, just to to make ends meet at yeah. last year while I wanted to grow it. I had a goal of, I wanted to see if I could do $1 million in, in one year. Uh -huh. We didn't, we didn't quite hit it. Uh, got, got pretty close uh, in in a calendar year. Uh -huh. But, uh, but I, you know, it was, in the end it was, it was worth it. And yeah. know, we, to be able to grow it that quickly to where we have, it's yeah definitely worth, worth the sacrifices that, that we all had to, uh, to give yeah and so you when we when i saw you the just at walmart the other day um you said you would hit one million in, on your am in your amazon business from yes. that point on to the last uh, year ago yeah so march 20 what is it 2021 march 2021 to march 2022 That's incredible and you just started shipping stuff in at the end of 2020 we exactly i mean wow. really because that's what we got started in the replans. I, I kind of don't, I, I count, you count that, but as far as it was just, we put a pause off Q4, we didn't do any Amazon. So we really started it back up. Uh, it was the last week of December in 2020. So really almost like your first year in business, you, yeah, you it, hit a million bucks. That's incredible. 15, 15 months to, to do it. Jeez. Now, obviously, if you're selling shoes, your, your, your sale, that probably helps. And when we were selling furniture, um, I, I mean, it's 
you sell a piece of furniture for five hundred dollars. That's more than some canning lids at ten bucks. So it takes a lot of canning lids to hit to hit a million. Less furniture, um, but still, that's a that's amazing. Congratulations! Wow. <laughs> it was, and like you said, there's the ROI. The profit margins are a lot higher. But obviously, the dollar amount is is higher, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that, that those margins for us with the smaller grocery items were yeah. calculating how many, how much of this do we need to sell to make a valuable income for yeah. families? Yeah. We figured, I, I think we could, we, we think we can do it a little easier with shoes and sports apparel. Okay. So give me an idea of like, um, I mean, I know you probably have some that like, wow, I sold a, bought a pair for 50 and sold for two fifty. Probably really rare. So what is your um, your sweet spot that happens a lot as far as how much you spend on a shoe and how much you make on a shoe? We're looking for about, I mean, I land, I try to stick to about 60% ROI. Okay. That's awesome. But I, I will go as low as, as 40 sometimes. My sweet spot is in between 50 and 60 so if you buy a shoe for a hundred bucks, you want to be able to make 60. Yeah. That's incredible to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then looking, I mean, well, I would say our average is about a $50 buy right now. And again, I was telling you, I can't pull up my. Amazon. No, that's okay. Yeah. That was Amazon's being weird today. I, I believe it's about 50, $50, but yes, I'll buy up to a hundred and, 20 130 okay sometimes if, yeah. if if the margins are right and if i'm checking keepa and the, the sales and stats are are there then wow. i'm i'm okay with that a, a lot of people they they stick to lower um price shoes they're in sure. the 30 to 60 range but I'll, uh-huh. I'll go up to 130 yeah well that probably that's one way to differentiate yourself from the competition <laughs> Because not everybody has that kind of money to be able to spend on the inventory to begin with. So that's a kind of a really nice place to land because then you just have less and less people that are doing that. I mean, it, it is, it's not all roses, definitely in shoes. I think we talked about this right before we went live is there are returns uh-huh. uh, with shoes and clothes that you have to add in there and make sure you're allotting for, um, with whereas the replens we got very minimal returns so, mm-hmm. so there is that piece and our returns are about i, I believe it's a right around thir- between depending on the month about 13 to 14 okay percent yeah, it's not bad yeah not with the margins you have not, not terrible i mean some months yeah. have been worse but i think it's averaged yeah. about that when you when they come back to you are you uh picking them back up and like cleaning them off and sending them back into Amazon or putting them on the other platforms. We, we put them on, uh, on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. That's we good. On eBay. I'll, as I don't know how, how many or how much volume you ever did in, in shoes and apparel. Of course you get that much. Okay. You get the customers, the dishonest customers that mm-hmm. will send you a pair of their shoes that they wore for a year, ordered the same ones. And they, they kept the new ones and returned the, the old. Oh ones. yeah, but that's it's not bad. Yeah, it, that's rare. It does, it does happen, but not. I mean, I, we figure it's the cost of doing business on Amazon. We're yes. not paying rent for a brick and mortar, and exactly. So yep. 
definitely worth it. That's so cool, man. So I'm trying to think what other questions the folks that are listening to this are going to ask. Um, I mean, they would, if they were in person, they'd ask you like what brands and stuff. We don't need to go into that. I mean, obviously I'm sure the Nikes and the Adidas are, I mean, they're right behind you. You can see Nikes on your screen there. Um, a lot of my, I was talking about the goat and stock X. Yeah. More where those go. Yeah. And so though you, when you go into a store, you're looking for more of the high end stuff for those, those platforms and then the regular everyday type of shoes for Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Just your average run of the mill. The, the way I like to think about it is for Amazon, I'm, I'm looking for shoes that somebody in Nebraska or Idaho is going to be ordering, you know, just your normal, regular American um, who's willing to pay a little bit of a premium for just a regular uh, running shoe or mm. walking shoe, whatever. Yeah. The, but the hype shoes, they're, they're going more for the young, young crowd or maybe somebody that wants to splurge a little bit on money and pay a ridiculous resale price for, for something that they couldn't do. I mean, some of these, this, this one right here is I just got lucky on and, and found last year at an outlet, but it's reselling for $2,000. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh wow so are, do you do you I'm holding like, on to that for a little bit if you wanted to scale that that side of the business um could you find a shopper in uh, in each of the areas of the country that have those types of re so outlets and say here's what here's what you're looking for and i'll pay x amount of dollars every time one sells yeah you definitely could um do that i mean you there's all sorts of kind of similar to amazon where there's OA versus ra uh-huh same thing in the the hype sneaker industry uh -huh. world is you're you can order these on online mm -hmm. where they, you can enter draws um or go stand in line at a retail store at, and wait for the the release and so it's that's going to be a little bit harder to get those, mm -hmm. but, but there is a way to do it. There is, there have been people or are a lot of successful people that have figured out hacks and ways to kind of game this, the system to have as many accounts and um, where they're able to get a lot of shoes on release or it's okay. same thing where you're building relationships with boutique shoe stores to, uh -huh. to be able, what they call in the sneaker community is the backdooring. Okay. Where the owner of the shop is selling you a, a shoe that's not released yet. Uh huh. And so that's, uh, and you're, you're having to pay cash for all that. They can't be, I can't go through their computer right. system. <laughs> you, you pay about 20 to $25 extra knowing that on StockX, Goat, or eBay, you, you could get anywhere from you know, 60 to 200 more yeah. than, than what the retail is. So yes, they're, there is a way I just, that what we're already doing on Amazon, as you already said, it's with shoes and apparel, it's, it's expensive but with the inventory that, that we have just buying between 60 and a hundred and some dollars where it's a lot to invest in $200 pairs of sneakers yeah. and volume to, to be able to grow it. That. <laughs> That's fascinating. So I've never talked to anybody that's uh, on stock x and goat and we've we I mean, typically just the regular replans model selling the you know normal stuff and i have talked to folks that do shoes but um not those platforms so that's very unique is that something you feel like is um 
um, maybe not so newbie friendly because you're going to have to spend, you know, $150, $200 on a shoe. And like, how, how is it hard to evaluate? Um, can you go back and look at past sales, close yeah, listings? Okay. They're, they're similar. So that, that's how I got started is just okay. looking on all those platforms. You can maybe not as in depth as Keepa is for mm-hmm. Amazon, but uh, on those go, you can go back to look at the last six sales. Okay. Um, on StockX, there's months and months worth of, of sold listings. Okay current listings it's very similar to again amazon where you can click and see how many sellers are on Mm -hmm. you know on a specific item that you're looking at the same way on amazon you can see how many sellers there are and what price they listed at to kind of gauge when you think that uh, that shoe will sell or how long you want to hold it for and it shows and the reason i could be wrong i think the reason they call it StockX is their graphs on the app look like a stock chart okay and it, it shows you uh, what what the sales are and that okay. the, the history of, of the shoe that's awesome so you can see it you know slowly creeping down or up and kind of make your predictions through yeah. the stock eggs so do you feel like that you could um if, if amazon wasn't in your life could you go in all in on those platforms and do really, really well financially. Like, do you see the path forward to completely making up, making, you said the last couple of months, you've exceeded what you earned at your job, but say a really good living just on those types of platforms. Sure. Yeah. I know a few people that that do it and and earn like over $10,000 a month, just, just doing what I do. I do it on a very small scale because I, a lot most of my time to grow the Amazon. If you wanted to do that, you'd have probably just have to go to other more find you'd have to go to more stores yourself or hire shoppers yeah, to go to those other con- stores. More shoe conventions, build out more relationships where I just okay. have to spend the time to to build those sure. relationships like I have yeah. a, a f- outlet store for Nike for the purposes of selling on on Amazon. Okay. Where where I mean that's actually that shoe I I showed you or right here. That's how I got, that was through a relationship where I just walked in. I never go to this outlet in the, I never start there uh-huh. and it's the outlet closest to us. It's only 15 minutes away. And I normally drive down more towards where you live to, to start uh-huh. the day. And I, I ended up go, going there. Uh, I don't know, again, maybe it's because of the, those shoes, but I walked in to Nike and the employee come, came over to me and just whispered, she said, Hey, you need to you need to go to the back room, and I, I just said, oh, "Okay." And what that meant was during the uh, COVID lockdowns, and then a, a whole year after that, they were keeping all their expensive Jordans and retros in the back fitting room because uh-huh. customers weren't allowed to uh, try on clothes yeah. during the time. And so they just ended up keeping all their expensive shoes back there. And you would have, as a reseller, you'd have to go check back there to what they had in stock because they okay. weren't on the floor. Yeah. So she gave me that signal. She said, go, go check out the back room. And I just, again, I was so focused already at that point last year of just focusing on Amazon and they hadn't had any good uh, retros in a long time. And I, I said, thank you. And just kind of went towards the shoes that I would be shopping for Amazon. She noticed that and she walked back over. She said, no, I'm serious. You want to go to the back room right now? Oh my gosh. So I said, okay. So 
That's awesome. Sure enough. So my wife was allowed to buy it because it's so rare and they accidentally got those shoes. Nike accidentally sent them 20 pairs of this shoe. Um, they, they're not supposed to be in outlets and uh-huh. they didn't, they didn't realize that or sold yeah. them before they got an email uh-huh. at Nike, asked them to send those shoes back. And <laughs> the managers you know, had to email back and say, sorry, we, we've already sold them all. Oh uh, man. So they weren't even supposed to be in the outlets. And you got one. We got two. That's I, awesome. I, I got one. My wife got a pair. That's incredible. And you said um, StockX and Goat sell other things on there besides just shoes? Yes. They sell uh, Goat sells sports apparel. Okay. Different things. Where StockX sells a little bit more. I, I forget. I, I don't even keep up with it just because I yeah. focus on shoes. Sure. But I'm, I know they sell game consoles like Xbox, PlayStation. Okay. They sell high-end watches, you know, your Rolexes. Okay. And it's all high. It has to be all brand new stuff? You know, some of the stuff can be used on, okay. on StockX, I believe. Like, say, high-end purses, okay. uh, your, your Gucci's or Louis Vuitton's, those can be used, I, I believe. And uh, I believe watches, Rolexes, and Omegas and things can also be used. Okay. Um, but, but as far as shoes... Uh, that it's got to be new shoes. That's wild. I can think of there's people right now listening. Like, man, I want to try that out. I'll go there and just search and look for, um, you know, see what's selling and go to my outlet and see if I can find some watches that I can flip. Sure. I, I guarantee you there is. Man, that's I mean, awesome. There's, there's money all around us. You just have to absolutely go out there and find it and be willing to, to put in the work to, to sure. Yeah. So you were, t- before we hit record, you were telling me about what your wife does with coach. Can we talk about that? Cause that's just so unique too. I love that. And so she goes, how she got started. I think we talked about it at the beginning is she, um, she started selling coach purses on Facebook live uh-huh. uh, her audience was all in Thailand and she would, she had a little setup in, in the room, made it look kind of like a boutique. Okay. Uh, women's store and would showcase the purses you know bring them out one by one to talk about them show them all the intricacies of the purse okay price and whatever and people on the facebook live would would comment or you know ask try to outbid each other or say hey you know i'll I'll give you this price or and is she doing this on her own person on her personal timeline or do you have a business page she was she had set up a facebook business page okay yeah at that time so through that uh, that only lasted about a month and she would so i somebody would bid and then that person wins so she'd have to ship it to thailand and she would direct she would send it to her sister in thailand and then her sister would disperse it from from there to to that address okay through that um resellers in thailand started reaching out to her asking her if she could uh, just shop in bulk for yeah. for them wow and for her that was her margins are lower sure but it's a lot easier you don't have to get home and go on facebook live and sit yeah. on facebook live because the time difference between america and and thailand she would have to wait till late in the evenings uh-huh. to get on and then early in the morning, our yep. time in the States to, to mm-hmm. get on so that she could get that audience yeah. to sell. And so, you know, she was out there shopping all day and then having to 
stay up late, wake up early to, to, to do these lives yeah. where once she got connections with resellers, um, she didn't have to spend that time mm. doing that. And I, she, at, at her best point, I believe it, she got eight uh, resellers uh, buying from, from her directly. So oh she goodness. was a lot, a lot of volume and just, it was, wow. it was, yeah. And we, we did and it. She's all. still doing that right now. Right. She's, she's still doing that right you now. You mean, I, are you allowed to tell me like, Oh, I'm curious, like the margins before she sold the resellers, like how much, how much, any idea how much she was able to mark them up selling to the individuals versus now. I would have, I would hate to give you an answer. I don't, I would have to ask her and she's, she's not here. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I wonder what other opportunities there are. My brother and sister-in-law run an orphanage in Guatemala and they say that uh, Levi's jeans are popular in Guatemala and they think, you know, if they had the time and energy, they could buy jeans from here and sell it there. That's right. I mean, she, she's just kind of like me and shoes and just sticking to one niche. She's just stuck to this. Whereas she, in the past, she sold vitamins Okay. From, excuse me, from Costco. Okay. And, uh, with just, I mean, mass amounts of, of vitamins and gummies from Costco. She did wow. different snacks, um, different brands. Of I bet if I was her, I'd be telling the resellers, hey, I have access to all this stuff. What else do you want me to get for you besides just purses? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Adidas. Uh, apparel she was selling i think champion apparel trying to trying to okay everything that she did it's just it's it's that time versus money and you can't yeah there wasn't enough time in the day to to be able to do anything she's got a lot of ideas that we're still working through as far as can we hire people to do it for her so that Mm -hmm. she can grow to other brands yeah so that many you know we she's has so many ideas just fascinating businesses relationships once you got those relationships with those resellers so those resellers are they selling it online in thailand or do they have like little shops they have both okay so yeah they uh, i I think a majority of it is online though okay okay Real quick, this just totally be totally just thought of this real quick. Since you come from the missionary background, I'm always thinking about how to help missions with business. Do you think like, you know, okay, pretend you guys are still back in Thailand, you and your family, and you were missionaries there. Um, could a business like that be set up to where I here in the States ship you stuff like that that you resell there to be able to fund your your missions? I think it could work. Yeah, I think you would just need to look at what country it is. Okay. Make sure all their laws or regulations sure. would, would not um, harm the the end receiver. Okay. You know, if it was if it was a missionary, say receiving that product, uh-huh. you, you would want to clear things through them to make okay. sure that it would never hurt their ministry. Sure. Uh, any type of enforcement yeah. down on them. Whereas I think it's a little easier to deal local to local okay yeah for sure so if yeah. there any anything like that it's it'd definitely be valuable okay you know I, yeah. I think there's even you know as our main topic of amazon you know there's ways that missionaries could could do that from overseas. oh for sure you don't have to um, be in yeah they could do online arbitrage and use a prep center and all that for sure and they're doing it just looking but, for like this is something unique I've, that i've never i mean i've heard people doing stuff like this but 
Exactly. But I definitely think there's something. I mean, I think you're onto something there, though, okay. for, for different um, brand names. Yeah. You, did you say your sister and brother-in-law? Brother-in-law, my brother-in-law and sister, my my wife's sister, and then her husband run the orphanage. Yeah, and so they just know what American products sell because mm-hmm. well, they can go to their stores and see like, whoa, it's way more here, and I know I can buy that back in Dallas for this price. So there's profit there. That's so. right. That's right. Interesting. I and mean, they don't have the time to run a shop or have a resale business, but somebody else could potentially. Sure. So, wow. That's so cool. Well, what advice would you give people just starting out? You've been doing this a, a 15 months, hit your million dollar mark, that, which is incredible again, by the way. Just talk to the people who are wanting to be where you are. Encourage it's, them. Sure. I mean, I'll start out with a discouragement of it's, it's not easy. Right, um, but as as long as you're you stay focused and are determined, find. Uh, I think I've hammered this home many times today, but find what you enjoy doing, yeah, and and stick to that. Yeah. Um, don't. It, we all struggle with this. I think as humans, but uh, I think what really helped us grow in a year was we remain focused on what we enjoyed we knew what our numbers were yeah um and we just dug down deep in one thing and we're not worried about what other sellers are doing oh that's good right there (laughs) it's 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 easy for me to say look at your business and say man i want what ryan has look look Mm -hmm. at him yeah i i that's where i want to be but you've been doing this for how much longer Yeah, years and years longer. So I can't have right now what you have. You already put in the time you Mm -hmm. need to put in the time Mm -hmm. and you need to be patient and you don't need to look what other people are doing or selling, but focus on what you're doing and and grow that step by step. Never ever look at somebody else because the grass is always greener. You're always going to, and jealous might not be the right word, but you know, you're, you're a little bit jealous of somebody else's success, but, sure. but, but, but make sure to think about that is yeah. they, they've put in that time. They've put right. in that work and that's why they're seeing their, their fruits of their labor. Exactly. I, we're starting to see the fruits of our labor just after a year, mm-hmm. but we're not happy with that. We still need to, you know, uh, implement more strategies or refine, um, mm-hmm different things that we're doing to increase ROI, increase profits a little bit mm-hmm. and, and keep going. We need to hire more people to, to work for us, to be able to grow. Cause you can only do it. I can only do it myself to a certain point. Sure. There's, there's only enough time in a day for yeah, me exactly. to only buy a certain amount of product. Yeah. But, but that's what's really, I think helped us is just not, not wanting what other people have. You know, yeah. I bring up in my other group is I, I have the honor to, to know Diana Kinsey, I believe. Yes. You, you know her. I do. I have the honor to go and see her and her daughter at their warehouse all the time. And I could, I could look around and I could steal ideas from her. Um, I mean, it's, it's basic arbitrage things that we all could find anyway but i could definitely cheat the system and and try to ramp up my sales but i I try to honor her 
and, and our daughter bite by not doing that. Even if I see them, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I won't steal their ideas or, or their products unless they, they tell me, um, Hey, check this out. You need to go buy some of this for yourself. Then, then I'll do it. Um, you know, so I, I honor that. I, I also, but I also just remain focused up. I, I see their, their big operation and I, my head starts to wander and, and think of all the success I could have, but that's, that's only harms, harms me sometimes. Exactly. I just need to be present. Yes. Focus step, step by step. You know, you need to, uh, my former boss always talked about it is, you know, to a baby always, you have to crawl, then you walk and then you run. So yeah. I, I still think we're at the, at the slow walking stage. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it's, there's so much more potential out there for us and opportunity for us to, to be able to grow this. I, yeah. We're nowhere near uh, where, where I think we can grow this. That's awesome. Wow. I love it. You would probably succinctly just say like, just run your own race, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that advice. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for being on. I love, I love this. Just congrats on your success. And hey, anytime you want to come back on, you just let me know. Let, do it again yeah. and see where you are a year from now. Sure. That would be great. That would be great. I'd love to have, uh, have lunch with you. Sometime. Yes, of course. You just let me know. would love it. Area and pick your brain a little bit more. For sure. Give me tips and tricks to fix some things or adjust some things. Sure. To help, help yeah. Me. Let's do it, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes, yes sir. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.